Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Vanessa Bowen is a chartered professional accountant and master neurolinguistic programming practitioner and the founder of Midworthy, a personal finance coaching platform that helps women shift their relationship with money and take control of their finances. After a decade in corporate finance and public accounting, working with international businesses in Canada and the U.S., Vanessa dedicated to pursue her passion for personal finance, shifting her focus on empowering women to live their life on their own financial terms. Vanessa equips women with new ways of managing and controlling their finances and teaching strategies to truly reach their financial goals. She helps women uncover their money blocks and release deep-rooted subconscious beliefs that create our habits, decisions, and behaviors around money. Vanessa coaches women on how to break through these mindset barriers to discover lifelong financial freedom. Here's Vanessa. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining in on the Brand Party Podcast today. I'm so excited to have you part of it. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, okay, let's get the fun started. I want to ask you, how does Brand Party resonate with you? So I love this question because I feel like it's a celebration of your brand, but ultimately you, because your brand is a piece of you, right? Like it's an extension of you. And I almost feel like your brand is like your gift to the world. So when I think brand party, I think of like celebrating your brand, but also celebrating you and your gifts and your talents and like you leaving your little piece of the pie in the world so that other people can like cherish it and use it and evolve it. Oh, that's such a beautiful way to say it. <laughs> I love that. And so obviously it's not always that sunny in a sense sometimes too, right? So what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? Yeah, I would say, and I know I struggle with that too, because it's not my zone of genius. So I always suggest for people, if it's not your zone, get help, get someone to do it for you, because people make that decision instantly when they see your brand sometimes, before they even get to know you. And so you don't want to risk the ability to potentially, you know, help more people, serve more people. So I always say, stay in your zone of genius, get the help that you need. But one of the other things for me, and some people might disagree, but I also feel like you have to feel through what ignites you and what lights you up. And so when you come up with your your colors that you want or your name for your company, like all of that jazz has to light you up because that's an extension of you. So also like follow what makes sense for you, not what other people like and say. Because people will be like, why did you name your company Mitworthy? And I'm like, well, it lights me up and it makes sense to me, even though it doesn't make sense to other people. Yeah. Well, okay. I would love to know, like, what is the story behind Mitworthy? How did this like come to be? Because I feel like you've teased it out now that we need to go <laughs> like dive right in. Okay. Well, the truth was I couldn't figure out a name. I struggled with a name for months and it was literally down to the wire. 
I had to figure it out because like I had hired my website designer and she was ready to do the branding and the logo. And she's like, what am I creating? And it was like crickets. I have no idea. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was just writing down words that resonated with me and what I wanted the brand to stand for. And I was just putting them together. And then mint and worthy just stuck for me. And so mint is obviously like representation of money. So, you know, understanding how your money works, understanding how to manage your finances and worthy is really the representation of how I want my clients to feel and live, not just feeling, you know, worthy with the money, but worthy just as you are and knowing that you have the worth and knowing that you can stand in your, in your worth and allowing that to fuel them regardless of the size of their bank account. So that's how the two came together. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hope that listeners really get a lot out of that because I know that figuring out that name because it feels so set in stone and concrete that it's a big part of the branding process that you just can't really move forward sometimes as well, even if you have hired somebody at that point, right? (laughs) And obviously there's a lot of emotions that come along with money and financial management as a whole. How did you get into this to begin with and really create that whole brand story for yourself that actually connects with your community and your audience now? Yeah. So I literally got into it because of my own journey, which I know we'll probably get into a little more, but you're so right. There's so, there's so much emotion and history and anger, guilt, shame, like everything tagged to money. And so when it came to creating like the brand and the brand story, a lot of the story is my story, but in terms of like the visuals and how I wanted the brand to connect with people, I wanted people to realize and feel that money's not scary, that it can actually be a part of you. Because I truly believe money is here to co-create with us. It's here to support our wild and crazy dreams. It's not here to fight with us. It's not here to run away from us. It wants to be with us. And so I wanted that to be portrayed when it came to money. And that's why the brand is kind of more like, light and like the colors are light and more inviting because I didn't want people to think money and and automatically have those emotions that we typically have. Yeah. Cause if you go check out Vanessa's Instagram feed right now, you can definitely feel that I would say it feels much more lighthearted. Like you mentioned, instead of something very heavy that we usually associate with a lot of past money mindset trauma um, as well that we're working through, but you know, let's talk about that dirty F word. So that we're constantly thinking about. So it may not be what people are thinking, but finances here. (laughs) Um, I absolutely love that you're really thinking holistically, you're all about abundance and that worthiness that we talked about earlier too. And that your mantra really stuck with me that you have full permission to create a life you love experience all the desires of your heart and have all the money necessary to do so. And a mantra that I keep telling myself that I wrote down about a year ago now too, that I keep coming back to is that I intend to do work that fulfills me and make massive amounts of money and not feeling guilty about wanting those things as well. Right. And to be able to declare that is so powerful. So I'm just curious to know like a little bit more about your journey, what it looked like and how did you get into the world of coaching to be able to help other people with it too? Yeah. So my journey with money started like most people. I didn't know how money worked. I didn't know what to do with my money. And so when I graduated from university, I started my career as a CPA. And most people will be like, well, you should know better. You're an accountant. But accounting and personal finance are not the same thing. So when I started my career, you know, I was 
thinking I was making good money, but I was literally just spending the money. Everything was about the lifestyle, the image. I moved into a condo I could barely afford. And so I got myself into a lot of debt. And it was one of those realizations where I was like, okay, this is not the life you envisioned. You got to clean up yourself and get everything together. And so luckily I had a mentor and she really set me down and, and taught me you know, how to create a budget, how to get out of debt, but not just like learning the practical, I made the sacrifices. So I moved out of the condo, I moved into a basement apartment so I could save money. And so that's how my like financial journey started. And so as I was learning and growing and saving and getting out of debt and, you know, I bought my first investment property on my own, I was just so like in love with personal finance that I just was telling everyone, especially the, the women in my circle. And that's when I realized that they felt how I felt. They had the shame, they had the guilt, they had the resentment, they had all of it. And so it started out as just this passion project of me helping people on the side until I realized like this is what I was called to do. And so I left my corporate job to start Mintworthy because I had been there, right? Like when my clients come to me, I know how they feel. I've been there, I've been in the trenches, but I also know what's possible on the other side. And so that's why I decided to really just, you know, put everything into Mintworthy and and use my own journey to help others and coach others because I know what's possible when you have the right tools and the right mindset. Yeah, those are the most powerful businesses that I find as well. Being able to take your own personal journey and experience and be able to apply that and be like, I've been there too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so true. It's so true. And so in terms of that too, like thinking about if people are even in a lot of different uh, debt or like they have a lot of money goals as well, like, do you have any favorite tools? I'm curious to know to, um, to help you keep track of things um, just to keep everything a little bit more streamlined and easier for our own life. Yeah. So I have to say I'm a spreadsheet girl and I know not everyone is a spreadsheet person, but like I track my budget in a spreadsheet for my personal Um, in terms of business side, like I'm, big on having a good accounting system. So I use QuickBooks, but of course there's a lot of different ones out there, but you want to have a system to like track your business finances and not even just knowing what your net income is, but what's your cash flow. And I think that's a different, a different side of business that we always forget about. We're always like, Oh, what's my net income? But really you got to take some cash out of that. So like, that is the, the the part that a lot of people miss, but going back to the tools. So yeah, like QuickBooks for your business. I use a spreadsheet for the personal side, but Mint is also very well, widely used as well on the personal side, which is really good because it's, it's QuickBooks basically for personal finance. So you can integrate everything. So a lot of my clients actually use Mint, which is easy for them to track things and see things on the go. So yeah. yeah. I want a perfect alignment for your, your business name too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> True. And so okay, you touched on a really good thing because with every business, the reality is that we do need it to be profitable to continue and to keep growing. And so I know for myself, uh, I will be the first to raise my hand as well. And I'm sure many listeners tuning in that there's a fear of scarcity, but also there's equally this fear of success that boils around from time to time. And uh you know, it can be scary to be able to actually get to a point where you can make the finances that you've always dreamed about. So I would love to know, like, what are some of the ways that you've identified these type of beliefs and how to actually release yourself from them to move forward? I think clarity is everything. And um, I feel that we 
are not clear on what we want and we're scared to say what we really want, right? Like we want a lot of money. We want to do this and it's okay. And I think it's that lack of clarity that keeps us in these limiting beliefs. Like I had a client today that I was going back and forth with because I gave her an assignment to draw out her dream team in an org chart and she was struggling with it. And she was like, well, I don't know who I want and, and who should I hire? And I said, it's your dream business. Like you get to decide what you want. But when we don't have the clarity or we're so stuck in making decisions from our current version, we allow the limiting beliefs to continue. And that's the thing. Once you get clear, you can connect to that future version. Because if you really think about it, and if we're really honest with ourselves, how much time do we spend looking, on the, looking at the current situation, looking at what's not going right, looking at how things could be, as opposed to focusing on where we want to go and who we want to be? So I would say the first step is getting that clarity and then identifying the thoughts and beliefs you hold that do not align with that vision. Because that's going to show you where your mindset traps are and where you're li living out of those limiting beliefs. And then you have to spend time investigating those beliefs. It's not like, okay, I believe that I can't make a million dollars. And then you just <laughs> go and do something else. <laughs> it's, well, why do you believe that? Right. What has caused you to believe that? Is that your truth or is it society's truth or your parents' truth? And you're just holding on to someone else's truth. So you have to investigate why you're holding that belief. And then you have to create a new belief. You get to choose. Like we have the power to control our minds. We just think we don't. <laughs> so you choose that new belief and then you have to live out of that. That is like the daily challenge is living out of that new belief. So whether it's, you know, the old belief comes into your mind and you stop and you shift and you connect to the new belief whether it's you do visualization, meditation, or every decision you make, you act out of that future self. But the more you connect to that future vision, that future goal for yourself, you'll start unraveling those limiting beliefs and start believing the beliefs that align with that version of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one thing to declare and acknowledge those things into the world, but also a whole other side of actually having the discipline to be able to take yes. action with it, right? It's so true. And it's the discipline like that. You're so right. Like it's the discipline that we need the most, which is not like, a sexy thing to say, right? No, <laughs> it's so true, but it's, but it's the truth. It is clearly the truth. Like the more you can do that every day. And even if it's small steps, you may not be that, you know, that next version of you hundred percent in the day, but if you, you know, 10% of your day, you're that person, you're one step mm -hmm. closer. And so Vanessa, when your clients finally get to a point where they've paid out all their debt, they have the team of their dreams, they've like accomplished all of the things off their dream wish list in a sense. Like, what do you recommend to them then at that point? <laughs> Great question. Well, first it's live the life because you don't work that hard to build the business, to get out of debt, to then get there and not live it. And you want to live it along the journey, but sometimes we don't celebrate when we get actually to that point. And so you want to mm -hmm. live it, but of course we also want more. We'll always want more, right? <laughs> and so it's then taking everything you know of, you know, how to manage your money, how to get out of debt, having your dream team, and then using that to propel you to that next level so that you can then impact more, so that you can make more money, so you can do more things. So it's just allowing your life to almost expand and blossom 
to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. Yeah. Gratitude is such a beautiful part of that process, right? When you finally get to that point. And I love that you mentioned just to live and be in it because that's such a, it's, it can be a difficult thing for a lot of people as well, but to really own how much you've actually accomplished. Yes. It's so true. I think that's, that's one of our like downfalls, you know, we, we don't sit in it and really acknowledge ourselves. I love that. So, okay. Flipping the script a little bit, you've been featured and sharing so much of your expertise, thankfully here on the brand party podcast, but also other outlets like Shopify compass, CBC, the Toronto star breakfast television and more. And what would you say is the main message about money that you wish people knew more about? Yeah, it's such a great question. There's so many, but I would say (laughs) the main thing is that I'd love people to realize that you can change your financial life and that managing money is a learned skill, you know, just like how we learned how to count. It's not that like you have it or you don't. It's not that, well, you're a creative or you're a free spirit. So you're bad with money or your parents didn't teach you. So that's why, you know, your money life is the way it is. The truth is that you just haven't taken the time to learn that skill for you and you keep living out of your limiting beliefs. And so that's what I want people to realize. Like you can learn how to manage your money. Like it's possible to shift your financial life. You just have to learn to live in your power and take that power back. And even if you spent a few minutes a day just educating yourself, learning what to do with your money, you'll be so much further ahead than doing nothing. And and that's the thing that I, I would love everyone to realize it too, that like where you're at today, it doesn't matter how much debt you have. It doesn't matter how much your business is making. You can always change that situation instead of living out of that excuse. Because I think that's what it is, as harsh as this might sound, but we tell ourselves these excuses so that we don't have to face the reality, so that we don't have to look at our money. So we don't have to look at how much debt we're in or how to do better. And so if you really want to change, you just have to be real with yourself, learn the skills, you know, get coaching, get what you need, and then you're able to shift. Sometimes it's easier to sit in that pool of guilt and shame and and whatnot because it's familiar. But by listening to this, even I know that people are change makers here. If you're running your own business, you are creating that growth in your life. So you're so deserving of those wonderful, just whatever you want success to truly be for yourself, right? Yes, so true, so true. Okay, and so as we grow in our own businesses, it may seem untraditional in a sense, but it's always good to consider those emergency savings, especially in light of this whole pandemic life that we've experienced over the last few years now, but retirement can be uh, a kind of daunting thing to think about at the same time, especially if you love what you do, but what are your thoughts around these sort of savings for future, especially for business owners and how to go about planning? Yeah, I think 100% this has to be part of your plan. No matter if you're just starting out or if you're seasoned in business, especially the retirement part, we typically like to leave that regardless if you have a, a job or a business, we typically don't like to think about that. It's so far out. But one of the key financial concepts is called the power of time. And so even if you just put aside $200 a month, Over time, that can add up significantly. So I would recommend all business owners to carve out a set amount that they'll set aside for retirement every month. Same thing for the emergency fund. Like you said, like we're in this pandemic life. 
But business, regardless of the pandemic, business is always uncertain. So on your mm -hmm. personal side, you want to have an emergency fund. I always say six to 12 months of like your income. You always want to have that set aside in a separate account where you can't touch it because you don't know what's going to happen. And it might not be, you know, a huge emergency. Like, you know, you can't get clients for a couple of months. It could just be that your car breaks down, <laughs> you know, like anything can happen in life. So I always suggest it, an emergency fund on the personal side. But another thing that I suggest is a contingency fund on your business side. And it's mm. not necessarily for emergencies. It can be used for emergencies in your business, but really it's meant for you to reinvest into your business. So if something comes up and you want to hire someone to help you expand your business or you want to do a rebranding, where's the money coming from? This is where your contingency fund can come into place. And so what I personally do is I take 10% of my business net income every month and I put that into a separate savings account, which is the contingency fund. So that's another mm. thing that I would totally suggest for all business owners so that you have that cash to grow, to expand, to evolve. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a negative thing or like feel <laughs> untouchable in a sense that it's so far yeah. out, right? <laughs> so I'm curious to know like, how has branding and design also impacted your business over the years? I'm just curious. Yeah, well, I feel like, and it's so funny, I'm currently going through a small rebrand right now, but I would say like the way that the business has been branded, the way it is right now, it's basically how it's been branded from the start. But I feel the way that it has been branded has like drawn my ideal clients because going back to what we were talking about before, of like the feel of wanting money to be like comfortable and approachable. And I think that has a lot to say with like the, the types of clients that I have brought into my life and have like attracted into my life. But so that's why I feel like your brand is everything because it is not just the extension of you, but the extension of the people that you want to bring in. Yeah. It's not finding like the vast amount, but I think the right people, right aligned people. hundred percent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not here to serve the masses. We're here to serve literally the people who need us the most. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And so I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What are you currently celebrating? Um, this month has been the biggest income month in my business since the beginning. So this is like insanely amazing. And I'm celebrating that for sure. Um, also celebrating finally working on the new group coaching program. That's been like I feel like the last few months, like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And now we're finally have the time and space and capacity to build that out. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, amazing. Congratulations on all the wins. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll put in the show notes as well. If people are curious to work with Vanessa, then you can check out more information there as well. But what is the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode? I'd say have fun thinking about money, have fun learning how to manage your money but also have fun connecting to money. Like money is just energy. And if you can shift your perspective and see money as like your partner in life and your co-creator, just have fun bringing in that energetic connection to money because it will, it will completely shift everything you do, how you see money, what comes to you, what you attract. So have fun with it. Like money is not meant to be scary. It's meant to be celebrated and enjoyed. That's amazing. And so I do have one final uh, question for you too. What is, I like to always ask my clients this question too, but legacy is such a big piece, I feel like in terms of what we create together, both from a visual standpoint, but also how we service uh, our clients. So 
I would love to know, Vanessa, like, what is your bold legacy? Oh, wow. That's a huge question. <laughs> I would say, so the legacy for Mintworthy is literally to create this lasting transformation where women feel worthy and deserving of the money and the abundance that they desire. So well after I'm gone, like I can just see Mintworthy constantly creating that impact and just seeing this evolution of women constantly stand up regardless of their bank account, regardless if they weren't taught, regardless of the limiting thoughts, like just seeing women crush those thoughts and step into the new aligned divine beliefs that are true to them. Ooh. And so I'd say... <laughs> That would be like my ultimate legacy and vision. If that continues well past when I'm here, that would be beautiful. I feel that. I literally have goosebumps on all my arms. I need to put a sweater on, but oh, that feels so good to be able to end off on. So I hope, you know, let that sink in for all those tuning in. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party Podcast, Vanessa. Um, where can people find out more about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's at mitworthyco. And my website is mitworthy.co, so .co. Amazing. Thanks so much, Vanessa. Thanks for having me, Christine. Looking for additional support to create a clear, confident, and cohesive brand? Grab the guide that has helped business owners alike determine what's most important when you're just starting to build a brand so you can continue on with what you do best with a free brand consistency checklist when you sign up for the email newsletter. Get access right away straight to your inbox with the link in the show notes.